Hello all you seekers, explorers and renegades out there. Welcome to another episode of the Alchemy Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Lemke. The Four Agreements states that we should uh, use our words impeccably. And uh, it is very true because we do have to consider whenever we send out words into this uh, environment around us, being received by people or just the collective consciousness, whatever it may be, we do send out a certain frequency. So is that frequency we're sending out, is that high or is it low? And knowing what the what words are going to be the for the highest good of someone else is, uh, it's not a mental exercise. It is something that comes from the heart. It's a part of intuition and discernment. And being the second in the uh, trifecta of uh, things that we can control, uh, our, thoughts, our words, and our actions. Words do carry immense power. Uh, It can tear people down, it can lift them up. We have to be mindful of how we exercise that control and uh, from what perspective we do exercise it. What is our motivation, what's our intention, and uh, what frequency do we hold ourselves? Because oftentimes the we do project out into the world the frequency that we hold within. So this is a a simple title to a podcast, Words, but uh, it's a little bit more complex than that. So uh, let's see what we we can uh, find out more about this uh, complex uh, control function of words as we go into the discussion. Enjoy! So when we're recording this, we are... uh, uh, we just had Martin Luther King Day yesterday in America, uh, so I thought it was appropriate to have a quote from him today. Um, in the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. So today we are talking about words, and it's a bit of a mini-series here with the, the in my philosophy in a way the things that the only things that you can control are your thoughts your words your actions and last week week we talked about uh, thoughts so this week we're talking about words um and essentially there are two concepts with words the words expressed and the words received uh and when we look at words there is they do hold an energy they hold a frequency and the intention you have behind the word is the, the, the charge you put behind it. So you could use a profanity in a jovial situation, and it's not going to have the same charge as if you uh, have an intent to use it in anger or use it against someone. Um, some people will still take that as an uh, kind of feel that as offensive within themselves, but if the intent is not the same, it's not going to have the same charge. So these are just some basic concepts I want to lay down for, for the uh, conversation we're having today. Uh, and when we're looking at words, they can either build you up or they can tear you down. Um, and the when I was looking at... Uh, Kind of the concept for today, you know, there is this saying that uh, sticks and stones won't break my bone, uh, will break my bones, but 
your words can never hurt me. Um, and it really depends on the recipient, whether that's true or not. So as we're saying, you know, words hold an energy, they hold a frequency, they can either be damaging or they can be invigorating and empowering. But it also depends on the recipient. What is the, the level of frequency for the, uh, of the recipient who is receiving uh, the words? And also, you know, what is the, you know, what, what are the boundaries of that person? So uh, when we look at how we receive words, if we have already in our mindset a, an acceptance that, you know, whatever people say, really has nothing to do with you it's all to do with their the other person's experience so say someone is yelling at you if you're not very well resourced to handle that those words are going to really have an impact on you but if you're resourced to manage it and you you can accept that that person is having their journey and so forth and that you know these words really aren't meant for you then you don't need to take them in and that is a choice that we can make um now if someone is and i don't know if you saw on the telegram group i posted um a video today with uh, the ikea experiment they had the two plants in glass cages or glass uh, cabinets <clears throat> and um uh, same sunlight, same water amount and all of that. And these school children were instructed to, for the one plant, they were instructed to uh, give praise and, uh, you know, be loving and so forth. And the other plant, they were uh, instructed to bully and to uh, belittle and really shower with negativity. Uh, obviously, the end result, or not obviously, but <laughs> for the purpose of this discussion anyway, it's obvious, uh, that the uh, plant that was showered with all the positivity and the encouragement and uh, empowering uh, statements and so forth thrived, whereas the one that was uh, showered with negativity ended up dying. So if we are constantly bombarded with words uh, that hold a certain fre frequency that will affect us and i don't care how well uh, uh, prepared you are or uh, resourced you are they will eventually get to you so this is where it's so important that we pay attention to what words we surround ourselves with so you know if we're constantly say so you have news on in the background with just talking about crises in the world, then that's going to kind of seep its way into your energy. So uh, one question that I'm going to pose to you, uh, and it's a bit of a metaphoric question, but you know, is your, what's your house built on and your house being your, your body and your uh, resourcing, you know, is, is it built of straw or is it built of brick? 
you know, even brick can break down, but it'll take a lot longer. So look at yourself, like what, how well resourced are you to deal with the words of others? Uh, and in some cases, myself included, uh, I'm getting better at it, but you know, a lot of people find it challenging to receive praise. Uh, and to receive loving, you know, ex <laughs> expression. Um, uh, and we have this idea that, oh, I'm not deserving or I'm not enough or what have you. But that's also something that we can work on ourselves to prepare ourselves to receive that. Um, and, I, and it is this idea that we're, if we're receiving impaired, um, then we aren't uh, able to receive this abundance. And as we know, abundance could be, you know, monetary, it could be wealth, health, or love, or whatever. <clears throat> so when we have those words coming to us, that could be a good indicator to say, okay, well, why am I not able to receive this? How can I improve, or how can I resource myself to be able to receive praise, love, and so forth. Uh, and once we work on that, then the, the, our uh, ability to receive will improve uh, accordingly as well. So when we're looking at how people talk to each other, I know there's a lot of people running around out there saying, you know, spouting their mouths off, saying whatever they want, and they're uh their their justification is that well i'm simply talking speaking my truth well speaking your truth if it's not coming from a place of compassion as in being of service then it's just spouting your mouth off you know you it has no benefit to anybody else you it's the same as spouting off negativity so it's that justification uh, a lot of times is that uh, it becomes a little bit of a, a spiritual bypass where it's like i i can say whatever the heck i want because you know i'm being authentic i'm being truthful um, but the fact is i'm not using my intuition i'm not using my discernment as to what is uh, what i am supposed to uh, say so for example uh, barbie and i uh, we do the energy clearings together. And in those cases, you know, it is really important that we share whatever comes up. But we are also then in a, an energy that is uh, heart centered. And so we're never going to come out with something that is going to be hurtful to someone. It's, it might be challenging for them to hear be something that they on they need to hear but it's coming from a, a heart-centered place it's coming from a place of compassion um so that is something that is really uh, those components are really important when we look at uh, uh you know how we express ourselves so we we're talking about intuition and discernment when we are speaking our truth um, so that we what we say becomes beneficial and of service to the people that we are talking to 
And when you find yourself in that space that you can tap into that, then you also tap into that inner wisdom and the words that you that you share will then become so much powerful and then people will actually pay attention and listen to you. Um, and, you know, there are diff- a lot of different ways that we can uh, use our words. And we may not think about words as being powerful, but, you know, uh, I'm sure someone will pointed out to me, but I can't remember said it, you know, the uh, pen is mightier than the sword. I think it was some Roman uh, senators, <laughs> emperor of some sort. Um, but the point is that words are very powerful and we use them in music. We use them in poetry. We use them in uh, prose and books and novels and so forth. And they can evoke strong emotional reactions. Uh, movies we use them they use them powerfully in movies and theater and musicals and uh, so forth Uh, we look at some of the most uh, powerful politicians and most memorable um, in history it's always looking at their speeches and how what kind of an orator they were um, one of the most famous speeches of history was, you know, Lincoln's uh, Gettysburg Address. Um, and so the, the words that come out are very important. So if we're looking at, uh, for example, the four agreements, one of the tenets of the four, or one of the agreements is to use your words impeccably. And it is because it is so powerful. And that, obviously, the other three are uh, don't assume anything about anybody else, don't take anything personally, and always do your best. Now, for all of us, uh, for those of us that have children, it's, uh, we, we know that we end up saying some stupid stuff sometimes to our children. Um, and we can then... I know for myself anyway, uh, since I kind of started my journey of uh, self-reflection, when my kids were a little bit older, you can look back and you just cringe at the <laughs> some of the things you said, uh, or in my case, I said. And I could then go into this, you know, whole shebang of shame and guilt and all of that. But at the end of the day, that was the best I could do then. That was the mac, or that that's how resourced I was at that particular time to deal with that. Now, if I don't improve myself and I don't take that into uh, to my heart and say, okay, well, how can I do this differently next time? Uh, then, of course, you know, I'm not doing the work. I'm not doing the uh, work on myself to find or optimize uh, my own. Kind of approach to um, to the world around me. So yeah, it's it's looking at what how am I showing up in the world with my words. Now, if I keep on surrounding myself with words that are negative, that are uh, belittling, uh, you know, if I'm in a relationship that is just negativity, 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 then that is 
typically how I'm going to show up because that then permeates my energy and my psyche and so forth. And that becomes kind of my normality, right? Not knowing that out there is a different opportunity to show up in a, uh, in, in, in a different way. So I do challenge all of you to look around you and see what words you surround yourself with. Hi, it's my husband, Bob. Oh, hello, yeah. Bob. Hello. Um, yes, I worked for several years for someone mm -hmm. who was very negative. And um, when I started working for him, I, I was doing a lot of work on myself, on understanding myself. And um, I had a lot of performance anxiety. So whenever all this, all the negative wor words would come out, I had a tendency to own them and uh, to feel like I, I was always the cause of those negative words, whether I was or not. And I very clearly remember the day when I was the bearer of some bad um, news, uh, something that, that he didn't want to happen. And it was totally outside of my control. I was just the messenger. Mm -hmm. And um, I had never heard such vehemence from anybody. But yet, as I left, as I drove away, I was able to remind myself that he wasn't angry at me. He was angry at the situation. Mm -hmm. And I also remember that that was a huge victory in, in my person yeah. that I, that I could say that that wasn't about me. That wasn't to me. I just happened to be there. And um, I still had to remind myself over the next several miles, it would come back and I'd go back to, it wasn't about me. And um, that, that for me was a huge turning point in my performance anxiety and uh, just in my aware, awareness of how I responded. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Uh, it is once you, become aware of yourself whatever level it may be that you can then start to make the changes if you don't have the awareness then you don't know what hey you don't know that something is afoot and uh, you don't know what you might be able to do something about right but it's being a uh, uh, being aware is the first step now Unfortunately, when we are looking, you know, most people that walk around are just about aware of their physicality, uh, not necessarily aware of their mental body, definitely not aware of their energy body, and absolutely not aware of their uh, ethereal or soul bodies. Uh, so most of us that are doing some type of work will be... Uh, aware of certainly of the physical and the mental, but also their energetic body. Now, when we have words that are coming to us because they are frequency, they are energy, they will sit in that, in your aura, as it were. So if you have someone screaming at you, uh, 
because I, I am energy sensitive. If I have my children screaming at me for some reason, I can notice if I'm, uh, if my batteries are weak, my energy will start to vibrate and it will start to kind of break down or soften up and these words will start to come in. And that's when I have to really be, be uh, uh, observant and look at what emotions are coming up. How am I being triggered by this? And some other times I can really just feel it's like Teflon. It flies off. The, uh, it just doesn't stick at all. Um, so this is where I'm coming from when it comes to, uh, you know, when you, that you always do your best. Because if, you, if you're in a quote-unquote weakened state and energetically, that is, perhaps that is going to be your best at that time. Uh, some days you're very well resourced and you're doing better than you have ever before. That's going to be your best at that time. So being gentle to ourselves and knowing that it's a progress. So when we are first becoming aware of the impact that words have, that we are kind to ourselves. We are gentle, we are patient, and we allow those changes to happen over time. So as you were saying there, Bob, that, you know, you, it kind of came back, the, the old patterns came back and started, oh, was this my fault? And then you go back to, no, it had nothing to do with me. It wasn't about my experience, it was about his experience. Um, and it takes a while to kind of rework those patterns and those, that kind of programming because it sits in your subconscious. Um, if that's something that you're kind of conditioned to, uh, to do uh, or respond that way. So it is that practice over time. And, you know, look at, again, look at your surroundings. Who, what are the people you're surrounding yourself with? If you have all these negative words in your energy and your mental uh, body and your subconscious and so forth, uh, more often than not, you are likely to attract people that are resonating with that. So they oftentimes they will be of more of a negative uh, kind of mindset. So once you start working on it, uh, shouldn't be surprised if these people start to fall away because they they're not no longer going to resonate with you on that. Um, and you're not going to resonate with them. And this is where a lot of people, when they're doing this work, they wonder, oh, why, why are these people leaving me? Why are they falling away? Well, because they're supposed to, right? Because you, you need to give space for the people that now are resonating with you to come back or come to you. Uh, so you can attract that, uh, attract those uh, positive energies instead. But, you know, it's, again, it's looking at, you know, who, who are you surrounding yourself with? What's the media you're listening to? Are you paying attention? Or look at your social media feed. <laughs> AIs are very good at pointing out our, uh, our weak spots. Um, so if you have ne negative stories continuously showing up on your, uh, your uh, Facebook feed, uh, then uh, perhaps uh, have a think about that. Why is that? Um, I typically get uh, dogs that do good things uh, showing up on my feed. So I feel good about that anyway. Um, 
but the uh, just looking at uh, the these different uh, the bodies we we can pay easily pay attention to you know energetic physical and uh, mental bodies looking or being able to be aware of the state of these as words are being used and how do you you know where what are the words you're using and why are you using them and with what intention so you know some people like being passive passive or don't like to but they the natural state is for to be passive aggressive for example now you can use words that are not or terminology and words that are not really shall we say on the surface not hurtful but it's the way it comes out and the way the words are put together that then uh, hits the mark right on the spot right and the other person then oh really wow so yes am i responsible for the other person's reaction no i'm not but at the same time i'm responsible for what am i sending out right so we we have to look at both uh, me as the sender and the receiver as well and we are always uh, the same one um so when we when we are doing this work we're looking at mantras affirmations uh and so forth uh, you know working with journals and writing and doing arts and what have you so that we can build up a uh, system or practice of using words that are beneficial to us because then we can implant that into our system and you know we uh, i don't know if you watch saturday night live uh, from the uh, 90s i think it was john hanley and daily affirmations um you know i always thought that was hilarious and oh why would one do that but now when i understand it I'm like, okay, John Handley, you got it. <laughs> or was it John Handy? Uh, something like that, anyway. Um, but it's it is really with that intention and uh, how we, you know, what is it? Why am I saying things? And I always say, you know, always question your motives. Why am I saying what I'm saying? And why am I saying it this way? Is there a different way I could say it? Um, and look at, you know, follow the cookie crumbs back to the source of it. Because oftentimes, if we if we are kind of reacting and acting from our core wounding or from our emotions, we do tend to kind of spread things out, or the energy behind it becomes something that is there to defend ourselves because you know fear is always uh, when we when we feel triggered by something then typically we are trying to defend ourselves because we have had experiences previously that match this experience we're up against and then the words and actions that come out uh is going to be defensive and not necessarily coming from a, a place of compassion. So looking at how we're being triggered and how the 
words come up, this is again, you know, when you uh, when you, you can control your uh, words, your thoughts, your actions, being able to observe the words as they're forming in your head before you say them, you can apply that filter and say, okay, well, I'm about to say this. Why is that? And it doesn't need to be you sitting there for 30 seconds thinking, hmm, yeah, okay. It's it's pretty quick process. And say, okay, well, perhaps I'm, I won't say that. I'll say something, say it in a different way and see, see if I can bring it out from my heart as opposed to my, from my core wounding or my uh, childhood programming or uh, what it may be. It is the, the relationship between people. So we have receivers or uh, persons uh, expressing the words and we have people receiving the words. Now, once we get those boundaries sorted, then in one particular interaction, like Bob was describing before, we can deal with that once you have good boundaries. Because you can make the assessment, okay, well, it's not really about me, it's about them, etc. But what do we do if we're constantly bombarded. So say we're in a relationship with someone and it's negativity all around. Now it's constant. So now it seeps in. What do we do? Right? And so this is where we have to, we have choices. And typically we have three choices in any given situation and we can either choose to change our minds or change our mindset about the situation. We can choose to leave or get out of the situation, or we can choose to change the situation. Now, the last one there does assume that there is a level of cooperation. Because as I mentioned before, we can't control anything else but our thoughts, our words, our actions. So if someone doesn't want to change the, the way they speak, they're not going to, right? So in order for them to do that, there has to be this level of cooperation uh, and a willingness from the other party to uh, be self-reflective. Now, if someone is typically by nature or not by nature, but they, they're part of their personality to be negative, then, or to, uh, yeah, to really to want to use negativity for their uh, expression, as it were, then they oftentimes they are not very willing to uh, reflect back on themselves. Now, perhaps we can be the ones to help them to see that. Uh, and Oftentimes we, we need to tread carefully, but uh, people will not be. Yeah, and as uh, someone put in the chat here, we don't want to come across as being preachy or being the savior, because at the same time we want to we want to accept everybody's path. But if I show up as a role model and I show up as a the best version of myself, 
then perhaps my quote unquote light will shine upon the negativity on, negativity on someone else. And perhaps they will say, hmm, you know what? I like that better. So then they might open up and say, you know what? I feel, I don't feel good about this. What can I, uh, you seem to have this under control. What, what do you do to, to change? What, do you, what have you done, right? Yeah, so you can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped. So, okay, so then the option of changing the situation disappears. How can you change your mindset about it? Well, that would be build up your resources around yourself to really, this might be part of your journey, might be part of what you're supposed to do is to build up this really strong resilience to whatever is coming to you that it just flies off. And it, this is, please don't take this as sitting there and taking it. That's not what I'm talking about. This is being able to make an assessment of the words that are being used in your surroundings and say, you know what? That's not part of, it doesn't belong to me. So I don't need to hold it. I can let it go. Um, rather than saying, yes, uh, yes, dear, yes, dear. <laughs> and just take it in, right? Because that's, that's not being resilient. That's not having boundaries. That's, you know, just uh, taking on the chin as it were. Uh, and that's not what we're referring to here. So then uh, changing your mind about uh, changing your mindset or perception of the experience would then be that uh, process of building up your resiliency, build, building up your resourcefulness. And then of course, you know, leaving, that's uh, the, the simple one you stand up and say, you know what, I don't need to listen to this crap. See you later, right? Uh, now that can be effective as well in terms of waking someone up so again tap into that intuition and say you know what what am I supposed to do here if the person is just having a bad day then sit with them and be hold space for them perhaps might be the thing to do so just change your perception of this situation if you're constantly bombarded then and you need and this other person is supposed to wake up then perhaps saying you know what i'm done with this I, i'm not going to take this anymore i'm leaving and that might actually help to wake the other person up to their own, own reflection as it were or the alternative is to bring it up and say, listen, I'm not, I don't like this. What can we do about it? Are you willing to change or do you feel that the way you are is perfectly normal? Well, then you might end up leaving anyway. But, you know, at least you have the options and it all comes down to choices. 
Now, from the other one, other side, if we are the ones that are perpetuating the uh, the bad words or the uh, negative words, the low frequency words, what can we do to notice that about ourselves? And I know periods of my life, I've certainly been that, but I I can't say that I woke up during those times. It's more once I started working on myself that I reflect back on those times. So I don't actually uh, quite know myself what uh, what the process there would be. But um, we we all wake up one way or another at some point. You know, it might be after we leave the physical body or uh, for most people, hopefully it's while we're still here. But, you know, some people don't do that until later. So it's, but it's, I, I mean, I know I have family members who uh, are not very positive and I've chosen to leave a bunch of them because that's, you know, I'm, I don't need to be in that situation. And they, you know, they have chosen their path and I've chosen mine. And that's okay. Again, it's that level of acceptance to say it's okay, right? Yeah, when you, when you are coming from a, uh, that truthful and authentic situation, uh, or the truthful truth and authenticity, that you can then speak with compassion. Uh, sorry, let's see. We had, uh, is it Vivian or Bob that was talking? Oh, it's me again. Okay, go on, Bob. Well, I was just curious if there if there is a way through mindfulness. Um, you mentioned family members. Mm -hmm. um, I have a family member that that uh, jumped to a conclusion and uh, walked away a year and a half ago, right? And has not allowed any conversation since. Is there a way? through mindfulness to and, and and we're we're not in close proximity to each other so is there a way through mindfulness through love through heart energy is there a way to draw open a door that um has been closed even if you if you didn't close it um i was the one that posted earlier you can't help someone who doesn't want help but in this case there there isn't even any conversation and um, I'm learning mindfulness and energy and heart um, more and more. But I'm curious, is there a way through that to draw them out energetically, even though I can't be there with them? Well, let me see if I can uh, paint up a visual for you, uh, for you to perceive. Uh, so for anyone, it's like there are two doors that are facing each other. Now, if both doors are closed, there's very little light that is able to get through to either door, right? So, and the two doors being the two people, uh, two individuals. So what you can do as an individual is to open your door. Okay. 
you don't have a door handle on his or her door uh, on your side. But what you can do is to shine your light bright enough, and I'm speaking metaphorically, energetically here, uh, through your door that it shows through the gaps in their door. Okay. And then that can then allow them to, from curiosity or what have you, it, it affects them uh, in a way that perhaps I need to open this door. Okay. Right. So even, even though you can't tell if any light is working its way around the cracks in their door, um, if you position yourself with your door wide open, your heart wide open, your love still there, um, then that, that can at times penetrate that door, open a crack somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, because what it does is sends a signal that your energy is open to reconciliation. Your energy is open for conversation. So, because a lot of times, the reason that we don't seek reconciliation is uh, because of pride, because of shame, guilt, uh, all of these very low vibrational frequencies, and, you know, fear of judgment, you know, am I going to be seen as being weak? How do I justify what I did? And uh, whatever it may be, if they, if the other person feel some sense of uh, responsibility um, and you know most of us do whatever the reason part of this uh, this process of uh, self-reflection is to realize that we have we have a we have a responsibility in every encounter that we have because mm -hmm. guess what any experience we have we are the co common denominator uh, we are the constant so we always have a responsibility. There's always a responsibility for the choices we've made. Um, so in that case, uh, I would say leave your door open and shine as much light as you can in that direction. Not to, You don't want to interfere with their journey because this is perhaps part of their journey to uh, waken up to uh, self-reflection or self-awareness. Um, but you can always ask their higher selves uh, to send uh, energy to them, loving energy to them. Okay, that helps. That's yeah. good. Thank you. So you don't want to interfere with them directly, but you can always communicate with a higher version of themselves. Right. Right. Helpful. Thank you. Sure. And then it's their choice. Uh, their lower version self uh, it's their choice to come through or not uh, and this is that part of acceptance of your journey might be a journey without that person uh, you're and also accepting their journey for whatever they're supposed to experience um, and uh, so if we can work on a practice and a process of automatically go to the default of 
I don't know what this person has been going through. I don't know what this person has experienced in their lives that causes them to react or to speak to me this way. Because otherwise, oftentimes when we, when we act from our emotions and our triggers, it will be, how dare you? Who do you think you are? Right? And then we are escalating. Right? We bring it up. We bring up the heat. As opposed to saying, hmm. We don't have to stand there as, you know, and just take it. We can say, what is it that you've experienced that makes you think that you can speak to me this way? So you are showing compassion because you are interested in what they've experienced. But at the same time, you're conveying that, you know what, I don't need to accept this. And that's maintaining your boundaries while still being compassionate showing empathy to the person because that person someone who shows up in that way must be hurting a lot so using understanding how words are being used quote unquote against you can resource you and build you up to become more compassionate as well because that gives you practice to work on your own ability to uh, reflect on others and how they show up to you, right? And it might be a situation where they simply don't like me and therefore, uh, you know, they're just going to be assholes, <laughs> which is fine. And that's their journey, and I'm happy for them to have that. Now, of course, if if I speak in a way that they come back and say, well, who do you think you are? Then perhaps I need to say, well, look at myself and say, okay, well, where did that come from? Did I speak authentically from my heart when I was saying that? And I always question your motivation, always question how you show up and see, is there, is this perhaps coming from somewhere of my fear and my hurt if it is then it's my my responsibility to do the work on that not anybody else's it's always our own responsibility and then i can show up uh you know and not not just showing up saying well you know what i i speak authentically i tell my truth and uh, therefore i'm 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 really a good person right it's really looking at where does that come from and always being able to uh, be self-reflective and being uh, being responsible for how we show up and how we we uh, interact with others and uh, take taking responsibility for our choices looking back at the discussion here you know we are always two people or to more people, uh, there's always a receiver and always a sender as a, when it comes to words. Whether you know I'm a musician, I record an album and millions of people hear it, I'm still the sender and they are the receivers, right? Um, words hold energy; they hold a frequency. So, what what words? What frequency do you send out in your words? And the intention you have behind them 
is the charge you put, put behind them. So if you go to Ireland, um, they also, <laughs> they, they use the uh, C word a lot, but they do it as a term, a term of endearment. So friends, between friends, they will say, oh, you see, you're such a good guy, right? The, the intention is totally different. But for someone, you know, I live in Britain, uh, in, in England, use that word here, and you'll probably get thumped by a first person on the street. Um, it's a, so it's, but it is that intention, um, how you show up with those words. Uh, we have a, some a comments in the comment in the chat here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Always check your emotion before you shoot off an email or text. You know, using and uh, in business we always talk about this. You know, if you're angry, don't write an email. <laughs> Never respond if you're angry or you're worked up about something. Sit down and look at okay, well, a why am I upset? Did a bad goes, uh, deal go sour? Okay, well, why is that? Why am I getting upset over that? Why am I reacting to that? So always observe yourself and your own experiences so that you can reflect on it. If you're not observing, you can't reflect because then you're only reacting, right? So um, absolutely, definitely, Barbie leave that text or that email until you've simmered down and you've been able to take some, uh, uh, have had some uh, distance to it. Um, oftentimes I find, I had a situation last week actually, where I did have a deal go sour um, and it was quite surprisingly because everything was going swimmingly and suddenly it just went to 180 and I was like, what? And it really upset me and I was like, well, do I need to be upset about this? No, I don't. And then I was like, okay, well, what's the uh, solution here? And I was looking, it was like on the face, on the paper, there were no solutions at all. And then next day I sat the meditation. I just kind of put the question out there to the universe. What, you know, how can I resolve this? And it was just as simple as changing the terminology, changing the words I was using to describe the situation, and we were back on track. It was just that, and it was really a good reminder to, just because thing, you are working in a particular uh, process that you can always look at and say, okay, well, what am I doing here? How can I do this differently? Even if I've done it 150 times before, am I doing this the best way? Am I approaching this the best way? Because someone, someone I'm working with might perceive that completely different because of the words I use or um, the way we're doing things. So we, we want to avoid being stuck in a rut uh, with the words we use, for example. And we don't want to, we want to, always refreshing ourselves and see, okay, well, because now my embodied vibration is at this state, it might be lower or higher, wherever it is, how can I speak in a way that is matching that? So uh, always 
look at the patterns that you're using. And if you want a, a good, um, good technique to uh, kind of check your patterns is look at when you're br uh, brushing your teeth or when you're getting dressed and think about how you brush your teeth or how you get dressed. Because uh, that's a good way to interrupt your patterns. And when you do that, then your brain will start to look at other patterns and see how you, you're doing things. Um, so again, always question yourself. Always question, or not question yourself, but question your motives, question how you're doing things. Is there a different way of doing things? Um, a different way of uh, uh, expressing things. Um, so yeah, words can be used to build up or tear down. Now, from your perspective, the, as a recipient, I can choose whether I let the words tear me down, or if I let them, uh, if I use them as a gift to build myself up. So if I have that negativity, I can choose to look at the words and uh, then use that to build up my own resiliency to say, okay, well, this is good practice for me. You know, I can show, show, show compassion for this person and so forth. Yeah. I mean, that's really it on words and the, um, well, I appreciate everybody coming and showing up and, uh, sharing, uh, your wisdom here today. So thank you very much. And uh, next week, we shall talk about actions. Third thing that we can control. So words, thoughts, and actions. Thank you, everybody. And I wish you all a wonderful day, wherever you are. And we'll see you next week. Take care now. Do catch up on some of the other episodes of uh, the Alchemy Experience podcast, like uh, authenticity, boundaries, and so forth. Um, because... The way we use our words and uh, how the words come out and the frequency they have will all be determined by the preparation we've made in terms of practices we put into place to uh, make sure that we hold the high frequency within us, we embody it and uh, you know the right intentions and the right motivations, being able to speak from our hearts, being able to observe ourselves. So it's uh, using high frequency words is, uh, you know, it does take practice. If you find it all uh, too confusing to kind of find the preparations and the tools and the practices to get to a stage where you are able to use your words impeccably, as the four agreement states, then uh, why don't you contact us at The Alchemy Experience through our website, thealchemyexperience.co.uk and uh, click on the link to uh, register or to book your uh, 30 minute free consultation and see if we might be the space for you to explore that further well, i look forward to hosting you again next friday for a new episode of the alchemy experience podcast in the meantime have a great one and enjoy <laughs>